0: Hi, I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. Due to the pandemic, we bring you One Bad Mother straight from our homes, including such interruptions as children, animal noises, and more. So let's all get a little closer while we have to be so far apart. And remember, we are doing a good job. This week on One Bad Mother, I only have one child. So easy peasy. Plus, it's still Max Fun Drive, and the awesome librarian Gwen Glazer returns. Woo! It's been a while since I've wooed with anyone, Gwen. Thank you. You were wonderful.
1: Oh, thank you. That (laughs) felt amazing.
0: Guys, Gwen Glazer, who has appeared as a guest host on episode 195 as well as a guest on one episode 163 and 275 is back. She is the head of teen services at her local library in suburban New York City and a member of the American Library Association's Notable Books Committee, which means she reads a lot. And I, I'm so excited to have Gwen here, but before I even let her speak (laughs) I want to start just by saying guess what guys COVID is still happening I can't Gwen (laughs) I can't even I I am not surprised I am already making doom predictions of like it ain't gonna be August it ain't gonna be October it ain't gonna be December and I just (laughs) I just wanted to say As the second wave or continuation of the first wave really sinks in and school, daycare, and all the things we were really hoping were going to be there in the fall start to appear not to be there as we were hoping, that reality setting in is a very gigantic pill to swallow. And I am choking a little on it. So I just want to tell you, you are doing a very good job because this is fucking nuts. (laughs) Just, it's nuts.
1: It's nuts.
0: It's nuts. Like, everything is still happening. All the things that we have to deal with in a perfect world, those needs are still there, right? And uh, we don't live in a perfect world. And yet, we're trying to navigate that, which was already hard, with the pandemic on top of it. And I am not going to soapbox out right now. I'm just going to say, you're doing a great job. You really are. I wish I could hug all of you. With that said, Gwen, welcome back to the show. I want to ask you how you are doing, I like especially... As a librarian during all this, I miss my library so much. I miss my library so much.
1: Are you, is your library not open for curbside or anything yet?
0: They do, no, they've got the curbside, but I have been really struggling finding time to navigate the like book system, like Mm -hmm. to figure it, because you're like, and, it, and I'm sure it's actually easy, but because my brain is so fried, I'm struggling.
1: Yeah, and not to get super dark right off the bat. Hi,
0: are you glad <laughs> I'm back? Let's get really dark. Let's get
1: dark (laughs) but there are so many things that before this were not working well that now are just so completely broken and so system you know and it's it's especially coming up with going back to school that it's like schools were already underfunded teachers were already overworked and underpaid and undervalued and now it's just like throwing everything into this huge relief and the same is true for libraries in some senses like every you know we I'm back in the library in person a couple days a week now and we don't have patrons in the building yet, but it's pretty it's pretty nerve wracking. So yeah. when people are doing curbside pickup know that we're trying to navigate a totally new system too, with a lot yeah. of new rules and we're trying very hard to keep you safe. And I somebody recently told me the analogy that um curbside pickup at a library is just like it is at a restaurant, except that people bring back all the foods and plates when they're done. <laughs>
0: So, <laughs> oh, no. yeah, I, don't, and I will admit that's part of why we have been hesitant to do it mm-hmm. because, you know, I know that the library is doing everything they can to get the books, you know, ready to, um, to give us, mm-hmm. but to return them. You know, it's that's a risk. And I don't know the science on that. I don't know how risky that is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's so many unknowns. I mean, at my library, we're quarantining everything for 72 hours. So it's just sitting Mm. in a place where no one touches it for a long time in in our old program room, like the big room where everyone used to gather that now is full of books waiting to be picked up again. Um, And I do, you know, I think everybody's doing the best they can. Um, which is like true about all of the stuff. But it does require a lot more patience on a lot Mm. of people's parts. And sometimes you see that patience and sometimes you do not. And so that can also be really tough.
0: That is really tough. With all that said, how are you? I mean, you're yeah, you're you're outside of New York City. Yeah.
1: And I now have a really short commute where I can walk to work, which is unbelievable and wonderful.
0: Okay, I'm sorry. This is so cute. You are a librarian. You can walk to work. In the fall, there probably leaves. I was saying to Gwen that she officially is now, uh, should now have her own cozy mystery, which usually features a (laughs) amateur detective uh, who solves horrible murders. And now that I now see you walking to the library, stumbling upon you know the <laughs> piano teacher's dead body right. from the town go ahead go ahead
1: could it be something else that dies could it be like a plant or something not sentient right. that is
0: like lying in the middle of Gwen Glazer, plant detective.
1: Plant, right. Everybody would read that. That's a sure thing. You need to write that right away.
0: <laughs> done. You want to know who murdered all the plants? It was me. I killed them
1: all. Oh, no.
0: The black thumb killer. I. Oh, damn. We've done it. We just started our first cousin. Okay.
1: Okay. Um, we are fine and lucky. You know, New York City got hit really hard really early. We know plenty of people who have had it. We know people who are really super sick. I know a couple of people who have died. It was terrible. So there's really nothing to be said in the beginning, except that we're super lucky that we can mostly stay at home, that we have the resources to be able to care for our one single child. And, you know, that we have enough space to not totally lose it. Um, which I think is a really huge problem in the city, especially at this yeah. point as this drags on and on, that people are just inside and they can't figure out what to do with themselves. We're okay. <laughs> we're okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get it. That's it's it's still hard. Yeah. You know, and, and we're gonna get into to that for our topic. But before we do, I just want to take a moment to say very quickly, it is still the Max Fun Drive. Again, guys. This is the laid back Max Fun Drive because <laughs> it's a shit show out there. And it's not a good time at all to ask for support. Well, I get it uh, 100%. That said, we still do need your support. There are very small levels you could start out at, like $5 a month, which gets you a shit ton of bonus back episodes that go back like eight years I mean it's not just our show but all the shows but again if this isn't your year to support I get it you can really help us out uh, if you just share the news about your favorite shows and about max fun drive on social media that is like a really big way to help Also, I just wanted to say for a lot of new listeners, I know that One Bad Mother tends to bring in listeners that are not familiar with the rest of the MaxFun Network because we are here to talk about how hard it is to be a parent. (laughs) So I just want to quickly lay out why Drive, and then we're going to move into something way more exciting to talk about. One. One Bad Mother is an independent podcast that is part of a family of podcasts in the MaxFun Network. So that's MaxFun and us. Two, One Bad Mother is funded by listener support. That's you guys. We're able to pay for the hotline, hello, hotline, our website, our recording equipment, and most importantly, we can pay for Hannah Smith, our producer, who deserves all the money right now. Because this has been weird by anybody's producing standards. Listener support also pays our salary. So this is, you pay us to do the show. And I greatly appreciate that. But Biz, what about ads? Okay, do you listen to other podcasts? There are a shit ton of ads on (laughs) it. I don't. And then I'll, like, turn one on and listen, and i will be, like, three ads at the beginning. And then, like, ten minutes in, there's, like, three more ads. And then there's, like, still more ads. And I was like, wow, that's a lot of ads. We only do the two max because it's not our main source of support. Also, we can pick and choose the ads. Do we? Yes, we do. We pick and choose them. There are a lot of ads that we don't play or don't choose to do because either we honestly don't feel like we could tell you, you should use it because we really like you guys. And we've established a relationship with you. And I don't want to like tell you, you should bleach your teeth. Okay, and, and pretty much almost all of the ads we say no to usually tie into our physical bodies, and I just am having a hard t- enough time as a parent to ever try, I, I don't want to be focused on that, so we get to pick, and we do, we take it very seriously, and finally... If you join, it supports the MaxFun office staff. It helps keep the lights on at the office where we normally would go to record this show. It pays for the development of more shows at the network. And it pays for the gifts for the drive and uh, the transcripts, which is a really big deal. We finally have been able to start doing transcripts. We have a new website. You can find all of that at MaximumFun.org. So that probably wasn't short at all, and I apologize. But go to maximumfun.org/join to not only find out how you can support us, you can also find out about the really cool gifts, which I am going to talk about later. I'm just going to mention really quickly: Zoom Hangout with me, that would be really fun with some wine or coffee. Oh, uh, and I would
1: pay
0: uh, for that. I yeah, right. That'd be so much fun. And then also the Max Fun dinner party which is coming up. There are a lot of events going on. So anyway, that said.
1: Can I tell a cheesy story before you keep going?
0: Okay, you can.
1: (laughs) A cheesy donor story. So what (laughs) actually, okay, wait, before that, I think that an amazing bonus episode would be um, you making fun of all of the ads that you reject. That would be amazing. You could burn all those bridges. They'll never ask you oh, to yeah. advertise on your show again after you have mocked right them all. Right um, away. Okay. But also, uh, I when I first started listening to this show, my son had just been born. We moved when he was 10 weeks old. And I didn't know a soul up here where we moved in New York from DC. And I was super lonely. And I discovered One Bad Mother because someone, I don't even remember, somebody had recommended it to me. And I, I was listening to all of the episodes. I was listening to like eight episodes a day, literally eight episodes a day, as I was like unpacking and trying to take care of this baby and I didn't know what I was doing, whatever. And I got to the last one, like I got to present day. And I freaked out. I dropped my phone <laughs> on the floor. And I was like, "I what? It's over? and I don't get to spend more time with them except for one hour a week. But because I had been listening so much, I had become a member. And so I got to go back and hear a couple bonus episodes that like padded that shock for me. <laughs> and it was so, it was really, really important. So the bonus episodes are amazing and very funny and great. And also they might save you. <laughs>
0: Gwen, thank you It's true, it's all true (laughs) I appreciate it, thank you, no, it means a lot We, it, we really value our listeners We also couldn't do this show if no one was listening I mean, we could, but that'd be weird That would just be lonely Speaking of lonely I think that ties in nicely to what we're going to talk about today with Gwen (laughs) A horrible segue. Oh god. <laughs> what we're going to talk about with Gwen, and that is having only one child. <laughs> <laughs> To Life with only one child Spoiler alert I would like to ask you Who lives in your house
1: So I live in my house (laughs) I am an only child My husband lives in my house He is an only child My only child lives in my house He (laughs) is six And my only dog lives in my house Mm. (laughs) And he is a giant 70 pound monster named Moose
0: He's like the equivalent of three people.
1: <laughs> Basically, he he is as loud as three people.
0: Yeah, yes. I bet. Yes. All right. That is a house of... Onlys. It is. Uh, sounds like an album cover. The House of the Onlys. Anyway, I want to just jump right in to offensive questions that clearly not only you must be asked as a parent, but you might have gotten asked when people found out you were an only child yourself. And that is, when are you going to have another one? And won't the only one be a lonely one? Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Yes, someone actually sang that song to me once that only lonely, only the lonely and I was like, Oh, wow, that was something. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's a it's a very unique situation. Because not only when they are saying things like won't he be selfish? Won't he be lonely? You know, oh, that's, won't he
0: be selfish? Won't he
1: be selfish, mm. right? Because he'll never learn how to share because he doesn't have a sibling. All of the bad stuff that they're saying that's going to be a result of this terrible only childhood that I'm giving him is also true of me. So it's oh, yeah. like, yeah, it's like offensive to me as an adult <laughs> and also offensive <laughs> to his hypothetical future self. It's really like a like a double. Oh, wow.
0: It is a double header. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even think about the fact that you as an only child are clearly selfish. That's why you chose to only have the one. Yes. yes. You are selfish selfish Mm -hmm. wow what was there there are a lot of my dad my dad is an only child and I know that there's like a lot of like I remember even like with like friends like in you know elementary school people are just looking for things to be weird about Mm -hmm. and to poke at but like I remember there was always discussion about like kid only kids were like kind of weird and crazy (laughs) right but in retrospect i'm like would they be reading a lot maybe they would read a lot maybe they would learn to play by themselves and they wouldn't need me as much maybe (laughs) maybe maybe i think also there's the misunderstanding or the the poor judgment call that it's so easy Because you only Mm -hmm. have one kid, is it so easy? Are you like just super relaxed? It's so. Oh my gosh,
1: I'm so relaxed. I can't (laughs) even tell you how I'm so relaxed. I'm barely conscious. Ah,
0: yeah. I can't.
1: Yeah. It. You know the the problem with some of these stereotypes about only children is that some of them are a little bit true. Like Mm. I will say it, especially right now in quarantine. I do think, and I'm only speaking for me, not all of the parents of all only children anywhere, because it right. definitely is not that way. But for me, for me and for my husband, it is a little bit easier because there's only one of him and because he's old enough to sometimes take a little bit of care of himself. Um, and so, yes, some of those stereotypes are a little bit true. However, I've had people say things like, you're not a real parent until you've had the second one. And what I'm like... The-
0: fuck is that supposed to mean what
1: the fuck does that mean and I'm like what are
0: you talking about and how does that come up how does that (laughs) come up Gwen, let's just role play here yeah I'm I'm a patron at your library I'm going to get a bunch of books titled how to be an asshole and I'm coming up to check them out and I'm like yeah I've got like 20 kids with me and how are you oh I'm
1: great how are you
0: I'm I'm pretty tired. I've got 200 kids. Do you have kids? Yeah, I just have the one. Oh, you're not a
1: real parent. <laughs> oh well, it looks like you're having so much fun with your 200 that I should sign <laughs> up for that.
0: Well, as I say that, I just am crying. I'm just crying as I say that.
3: Oh my wow, god! What a
0: shitty thing! Come yeah. on, what are some other shitty? It's- what did you say? Oh,
1: so people say, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about your infertility. I got that one. And like they assume that you wanted a second one and couldn't have a second one, which like very not true. Not true for me. Not true for lots of people who have only children. And also, oh my God, why would I ever discuss anything like that with a stranger? Like it's so, yeah, it's often, I mean, I think it's often the same way it is when like someone puts their hand on your belly when you're pregnant. Yeah. Where it's it's well-meaning to a point they think it's well-meaning at least um yeah. and so they're trying to say like especially people who were you know my son's teachers when he was little who would say like oh you should give him a brother or sister he's so wonderful give and him. kind like give it's, it to him like it's a present that you <laughs> like should it's a present. Give, him. <laughs> give
0: him give it it's like a puppy Give it. yes to
1: him. yes oh another good offensive one is you're not a real family until you have more children <laughs> that what? one that one really that one actually hurt like
0: yeah, most no, of these, these are, are funny hurtful. to me
1: and aren't hurtful but that one hurt because I was like you're saying that we're not a real family like would you say that to someone who doesn't have children maybe you would that like they're not a real oh yeah family. no they
0: would that's they clearly what you're horrifying. not a family if you don't have kids oh duh. it's yeah I it I gotta say I I appreciate and I am with you on like 80 to 90 percent of the time It is coming from just that place where we open our mouth and words come out Mm -hmm. (laughs) that we think make sense and we don't think carry any weight. Like, I get it that we are all I have done it many times. And then I stumble around whatever public area I am in thinking, oh, would it be weird if I went back and found that person and just said, (laughs) that's a Uh weird thing that I just said to you. But like, I think. The other 10 or 20%, it's just so unnecessary for them to have said it. And it is hurtful. It doesn't matter if you have a good sense of humor. It is hurtful. And it's making me think of that song... Three is the magic number. You ever heard that one? Uh, A mom and a dad had a little baby. (laughs) That makes three in the family. Anyway, it was some sort of schoolhouse rock thing. I'll try and find it. But that song was all about just three in the family. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 And it's hard because you see, shout out to the One Bad Only subgroup, by the way, which is great. But like, you see some of the stuff that people say, and especially when people are considering having another child, I was mm. never on the fence. Our family always felt complete <laughs> to me with one. It never, it, it really wasn't a question for us even. But it, it is a question, I think, for a lot of people mm-hmm. and the timing and if they want a second at all. And the stuff that people say when you're having those conversations with them sounds so incredibly hurtful too. Yeah. And like the assumption... Well, this, I'll get one last assumption off my chest, which is that when people assume that he, that there will be no one to take care of you when you're older, because that's what siblings do, I guess, is they always definitely take care of, I guess you're increasing your odds, but, (laughs) but, and also that it's depriving your child of like a best friend. Is another one that like people will say like, oh, but when you're you know, when you guys are old and dead, who will be his best friend? And you're like, wow, oh my gosh, like, I, it's great that you live in a world where all siblings always get along. I don't live in that world. There's a lot of adult siblings I know who are not each other's best friends, and that's fine. But like, yep. don't make the assumption that they're gonna be best friends. And that makes me worried about your kids, honestly. that like, Yeah, let those yeah. kids
0: out. They right. need to get out of the house. Right. Go make some other friends. Right. Also, most siblings aren't best friends because they are bitter and resentful over who has to take care of their parents. Oh, Yes. <laughs> Yeah. If we want to walk into another stereotype. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that's really hard. I actually want to kind of talk about this weird time with COVID and sheltering in place a little bit with only one child. I know that, you know, I'm a big believer that everybody gets to have guilt.
1: <laughs> oh, good. Good. Because I have yes. some.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I know that, like, for me, I am struggling with, you know, the kid. It's never been about the kids not having each other, because I have two. Like, yeah, obviously, they're right there. They really love spending all this time together.
1: (laughs) Do they? All the time they
0: love it? God, no. (laughs) No. It's like 10 years of, like, siblings cramped into one month of just, like, growth and bickering. But that said... I actually my guilt really comes from the missing of peers, right? Mm-hmm. Like of just interacting and like I just where where are you guys with that? I mean, yeah, I'm assuming the same place, right? Like yeah. you guys got to all get sick of each other, you
1: know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's a lot more, I think, sort of handing off between me and my husband, Mm -hmm. where each of us will take him to do something, or he'll sort of get to spend time with one and then get to spend time with the other. Because I, as Deb Perlman said, you can have a kid or a job, but you can't have both. So yeah, it's pretty hard both of us work and neither of us has enough time to work and whatever but there is quite a bit of handing off but yeah I mean I am worried that he's lonely for sure I know he misses his peers he misses school desperately yeah. and I'm so I feel like we're wasting these years when he actually loves school and wants to go he just yes! finished kindergarten <laughs> And I'm like, you're a couple of years from now. I don't think you're going to be this enthusiastic about school. And now I just can't believe that we're wasting this time in the house when you're like begging to go to school.
0: <laughs> it does uh, suck. It, it does. Really sucks. It really sucks. Yeah. And it's trying to find that balance because I, I think it's, you know, one or more kids. You The situation is still the same. You're trying to figure out how to balance work, time and yourself Mm -hmm. and we all know where the yourself part falls Mm -hmm. in this equation you know i ellis is six i so i'm right there with you there it's not a lot of times that they want to do their own thing there's also still lots of big feelings and next year is uh first grade right are you first or going into kinder
1: yeah going into first yep
0: going into first and it's still a really hard like if it winds up being online, which it is, <laughs> let's just all— it.
1: I know, it's like, uh, deep breath,
0: <laughs> deep breath. That's such like such a weird age to have to help navigate online learning. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I don't know. You're a librarian. You got any got any oh tips? My. Like that? Like that somehow makes you yeah. better equipped.
1: Nope, I got nothing. <laughs> I don't have a single. Thing. I have no clue. I mean, I, the online learning thing, I really think the teachers are doing the best they could, but they just, and I mean, his, his kindergarten teacher, who was an amazing teacher had a really good piece of advice where she was like, if you're asking them to sit still for longer than 15 minutes, forget it. She's like, just Mm -hmm. don't. And I really took that to heart in both his online learning and in other things that we try to do. I never ask him to do anything for longer than 15 minutes now. I don't know if that counts as good parenting advice. Um, I think it's great parenting (laughs) Well, good. But yeah, it's, I mean, I do think that a lot of things about this quarantine time, not just kid related, it's like, it's building on things that we were worried about before, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I was already worried that he, you know, wasn't getting enough interaction with his peers. I was already worried that he was either playing independently too well or not well enough, depending (laughs) on what the day is. Like... (laughs) (laughs) like the before in the before times those things seemed very manageable and now it's just like well there's really nothing you can do about it so Mm -hmm. i don't know yeah we've been having we have been having um masked outdoor playdates with a small group of friends which has really helped like i definitely see a difference from you know two months ago and we weren't even considering anything like that versus now
0: yeah that's totally derailing but I agree like I will say the shift the mental shift that I see with the kids when they get and with me and with Stefan Mm -hmm. when we get to have you know socially distanced interaction with like one other person Mm -hmm. like you know both kids have been able to do that individually and it's it's huge. Yeah. It's, it's huge. Yeah. And I, oh, I don't know what's okay to do.
1: I know. And I don't know if it's huger because he's an only child or not. Like, I'm really not sure. I don't really think so, to be ask. honest. <laughs> I,
0: I have a feeling that most things aren't because he's an only child. Let me actually, I want to actually wrap up on on this question, which is you and your husband are both onlys. So, you know, talk about what you loved about that. Talk about, I mean, you know, there's Yeah.
1: Yeah. Thank you. I'm really glad for the opportunity to answer that, actually, because nobody ever asks you that. They always just feel sorry for you and assume that you are lonely. So thank you for asking that. (laughs) Um, I was super not lonely as a child. I never remember wanting a sibling. I never Mm. remember feeling lonely. I really don't. (laughs) And maybe that's part of why I wanted an only was because I had a great childhood and I was sort of like, (laughs) yeah, let's do that. Financially, also, there's like a really big upside to it, obviously. And I definitely, when I was cognizant of that, was able to be like, oh, wow, college, this is easier because I don't have a sibling. But yeah. I I did spend probably more time alone than some of my peers, although not all of them. Um, and I did read a lot as a kid, which obviously has led to massive problems as an adult <laughs> <laughs> and a career path and stuff. But yeah, my parents, when I was growing up, always said that you know when it would come up somehow they never seemed upset about it or regretful or anything and they would my mom would always kind of joke but kind of not where she was like well the one that we had was perfect so why did we need another one
0: and- <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I always like fuck around and be like number you know uh, number two in order but number one in your heart nice. you know, like that.
1: <laughs> do they ever play I'm- off of each other like you were trying to improve on no. Katie Bell. So you got an Alice? No. Yeah, I got an Alice.
0: No, nah, yeah. I just do that thing where I tell them each secretly. You are my favorite. Oh,
1: nice. <laughs> nice. That won't mess them up, I'm sure. It's totally
0: fine. No. <laughs> one day you're going to have to kill your sibling.
1: <laughs> and don't forget to take care of me.
0: Dad, don't forget to chip for the honor of taking care of me. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Did you ever have that like as a young child or as a teen, did you ever have the like, why didn't you, why don't I have a brother or a sister? Like your parents don't have any memory of that?
1: I, You know, I should ask, I should ask, but I don't ever remember feeling that way. Like I had my very best friend growing up. Our moms were also best friends, which was like mm. totally living the dream. And she had an older brother who I loved very much and was very fond of. But I never remember feeling like, why don't I get one of those? Yeah, I don't. And my dad did shock me recently where he said, he he just made some sort of comment about like, oh, well, we would have had another one if it had happened, but it didn't. And I was like, oh, what? I was like, how could you say that? I was the only one he wanted. You told me that my whole
0: childhood. <laughs> I love it. And uh, I'm glad no matter what, because I like you. Aww, and I don't think having... sibling would have made any difference with that and I really actually appreciate you coming on and sharing some of this you know we don't really get a chance to get too much it's really hard to be like "Uh, hi we'd like you to come on as a guest and talk about this very specific personal thing (laughs) but as my co-host for the day I can ask you strange and personal questions
1: (laughs) I love it I love it yes my parting thought is just don't ask people questions that assume that anything that assume anything they might have really wanted to only have one child they might not have either way it's none of your business so let's talk about something
0: else it's not going to lead to an interesting conversation no probably not (laughs) we should just talk about politics instead oh
1: definitely (laughs) that will lead great places for sure
0: the old days my co-host is going to stay with me the whole show yay (laughs) this is when i tell you about gifts that you can get by becoming a new or upgrading max fun member and supporting the show if you do five bucks a month you know price of a Cup of coffee, I guess. Do we go out for coffee anymore? Anyway, you get all the bonus episodes. This is a lot of listening. At the $10 level, you get to pick one of 40 enamel pens. And uh, uh, as I have uh, posted on the Instagram, our pen this year is a sack of bananas. Because nothing says 2020 like a sack of bananas. Fucking bananas you also get the bonus episodes okay $20 you get a pen you get bonus episodes and you get the max fun game pack which includes the max fun themed playing cards and dice Hoo and there is fun stuff that you get as you go along but I do want to just say that if you become a new or upgrading member at $35 a month Not only do you get all the stuff I've talked about, you also get a cool camping mug, but I will set up a Zoom hangout and all the 35 uh, or more members, we'll just, I don't know, we'll figure out what we want to do. Maybe we'll have a cocktail. Maybe we'll play Pictionary. I don't know. Maybe we'll just sit around and stare at each other. (laughs) I'm fine with that too. So... Head over to MaximumFun.org join to find out more about awesome gifts. Now, what's really awesome is that it's genius fail time.
1: Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share
2: our genius moment of the week as well as our failures and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206 350 Nine four
1: eight five. That's two oh six three five zero nine four
0: eight five. Genius me, Gwen. Wow. Oh my god. Oh my god I saw what you did. Oh my god, I'm paying attention. Wow. You mom are a genius. Oh my god, that's fucking genius.
1: It was pretty slim pickings on the geniuses <laughs> for me, to tell you the no. truth. But okay. Many kids I think are not super excited about wearing masks right now. My 6-year-old initially was somewhat hesitant, not super thrilled about it, especially because we've been doing only these like outdoor playdates. It's really hot, it's really humid. Like He doesn't love the cloth on his face. So I was like, oh, I'm going to buy all these cute masks. And they're going to be, I'm going to buy him a Harry Potter mask. I'm going to get him all this stuff. Our neighbor made some that were so cute that have all these great patterns on it. And he, (laughs) pink and purple are his favorite colors. So there's one that's like all pink and purple. And I was like, he's going to love these. He still wasn't super into it until (laughs) I employed the old trick. And this is why this is not such a great genius, because everyone (laughs) has probably done this, but whatever. Um. Where I have three of them, and I am like, which of these do you want <laughs> to make uh, him feel as though he has some control over this thing that he actually has no control over? And it yeah. kind of works. It really it works. It does work. He, good job. He wears That's the mask. A- doesn't Ow. complain. He doesn't take it off. He, he's really good about keeping it on. I'm really proud of him because he got to choose that he wants the sloth mask mm. or the rainbow mask or whatever. It was not forced upon him.
0: Oh, my God. Good job. You think so? I think that I actually do. (laughs) See, like, I was like, I don't know what I was waiting for. But when you said, you know, I gave him a small choice, I thought, huh, I should try that. (laughs) Like, I hadn't thought of that. I hadn't thought of giving my children choices. Oh, good. Uh, So you are doing a great job. Thank you. Now, speaking of choices. Katie Bell is getting Older And the way our house Works is it's technically Really a two bedroom But there is a weird room Between the kitchen And the back bedroom That is her bedroom uh, So that she doesn't have to Share a room with her brother anymore It is very small (laughs) It's a very small Room and To get to Alice's room, we got to walk through her room all the time. I don't know if you know this, about 10-year-olds going on 11. uh, They like their privacy Mm. and do not want us walking through their room Mm. willy-nilly. So uh, we wound up coming up with a plan to get like this IKEA loft bed And to like let her pick a paint And to like you know Mature up the room And it gives her like You know really three living spaces Now there's like a desk under the loft And that's one space The bed itself is another space And then the like two feet left Of space in the room Is like a reading nook And everything in there is hers We took everything that we were like Forcing her to live with for storage, out. Don't ask where that shit is now. And it, you know, it it worked. It's, we still have to, like, walk through her room, but it's a little less invasive. And we did it in two days. We did the whole oh gosh. thing. We just said, we're doing it. And we got the paint. And we, like, moved all the furniture out. And we did it. And then we assembled that thing oh. all day. And we did it. And... Stefan and I are still married. So that is like a double genius.
1: Oh, my so, gosh. I,
2: You're doing yeah. an amazing job. Thank you.
0: <laughs> this weekend, I did an amazing
2: job. Hi, this is Teresa. I'm calling with a genius moment for once. Um I have a almost ten year old two-year-old, and she has found my variety box of tampons. And has been playing for the 10 minutes um, of taking them all out because they're all different colors and sizes (laughs) and sorting them by color and size. So um, not only is she busy for, like, the last 10 minutes with a relatively safe toy because they're just tampons, (laughs) um, but she's also learning sizes and colors. So (laughs) who needs toys when you have tampons? Thanks. I love the show.
0: You're doing a great job. And today, so am I. Yes, 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 oh yes. Plug it up. Plug <laughs> it up. I. Uh, this is so good. And, with the twist of teaching colors yeah. and, and numbers. You're basically yeah. running a
1: Montessori school right now. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Congratulations. We'll all be signing up for your online course yes. uh, next week. Oh my god, you are doing a very good job. Great job. Failures.
2: Fail, 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 fail!
0: You suck. Fail me, Gwen. Okay,
1: as I mentioned, we're doing a lot of outdoor time. We are going into the forest a lot, like almost every day. I know, I know. And let me tell you, getting up early and packing up all our stuff and whatever. Is this my idea of a good time? No, it is not. Like I am not an outdoorsy person. This is really not my thing. I like reading books if I haven't mentioned and like staying home (laughs) and things. And yeah, however, (laughs) everybody is happier as we have already established. So today, just this morning, we go to this new place with two other families. All the kids are hiking. Of course it's time for a snack. So We all go to sit down, and there's this really perfect sort of like rock wall that's covered, like a low wall that's covered with like a thick um, metal mesh. And I hear one of the other moms from kind of far away tell her kids not to sit there. And I was like, oh, I don't even know what my brain did in that moment. I was just like, okay, well, her kids aren't going to sit there, so we'll sit there. (laughs) And so we walk over to it I guess she has a much younger child so I was like maybe it wasn't safe for her whatever I don't know what I was thinking so we go over and I'm like okay here why don't you sit here and Lev hesitates and he stops for a minute and I was like no no go ahead go ahead sit down and the moment that I basically like shove him toward this rock wall a gigantic snake moves underneath the metal mesh I shrieked I pull away, but that's my fail. The other mom had already figured out that this was not a safe place to sit and that stuff probably lives in those rocks and that maybe we shouldn't be bothering it. And I basically shove my six-year-old on top of a snake. So that's it, major fail.
0: You are living the wild crats dream. Oh, man. Yes. Wild, wild, wild crats, Wild crats yes. gonna go wild. <laughs> Cheetah speed and lizard glides. <laughs> Anyway, I know all of it. Lions pride. Anyway, (laughs) uh, I love that fucking show so much. Well, you are doing a horrible job. Yeah. Yes. Your child will like Indiana Jones style be afraid of snakes forever. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Agreed. So horrible. All right. It's not like the worst thing I've ever done, but it's one of those things where I'm like, "Eh." I used to be able to do things. So we make pizza Stefan, who is the baker in the house, makes dough. We keep it in the freezer. It's the, like, quintessential shelter-in-place. I feel like food because you can freeze all those ingredients. And then you just pop it all out and make a pizza. So uh, I'm making the pizza. And I make two. And it's delicious. I put the second pizza in. And then I'm like, it's time for dinner. And then we all sit down. And I always remembered that there's a second pizza in the oven. And I did not remember until much, much later than I should have. And, yeah, like, it it was pretty bad. And I just was like, I opened it. And I just, like, felt bad. Like, you know, you open it and you're like, God... Damn, I I've ruined dinner. Mm-hmm. You know, where you like just want to throw your hands up and be like, I've ruined it. Mm-hmm. And then you like want to storm out, and Stefan's like, I'll eat that. And I'm like, well, yeah, okay. But that's not like I I won't. <laughs> it's burnt. But you know, it just like I was like, I it makes I feel like the sheltering, staying home, all that just makes those minor things. Like, really feel sadder. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm just like, ah. And it also makes oh.
1: wasting food feel worse oh. too.
0: Oh, I hate it. Yes, hate you're doing
1: it. a horrible job. That's an appalling, appalling I, thing um, to do.
0: Appalling. Appalling. But it's okay. No one fucking eats food in this house. Oh. You know, one was never gonna eat it. The other one was already full. And by the la- by, the next day, the sitting in the refrigerator had really mellowed out that burnt pizza.
1: And <laughs> I ate it. Oh no, that's a that's mm. your real
2: fail double fail. Double I know, double that's a real fail. fail. <laughs> <laughs> oh. so yesterday while I was taking a shower I was catching up on my OBM backlog since I've been stuck in the newborn forest for a long time and I realized I was a genius for that week and I got so excited and I bragged to my husband about how awesome I am at being a mom and then today I fucking threw my keys in the trash can the trash bag was at the curb ready to be picked up by the garbage truck in the morning. I have looked everywhere in my house for my keys all fucking day and realized I must have thrown them out. And so I dug through the trash can after an hour searching my house, and there they were in the trash bag. So some weeks you're a genius, and then other weeks you're a <laughs> failure. And I'm going back to work tomorrow. So that's like... great working mom fail that my key ring that has my car key and my two key fobs for work almost landed in the dump that would be a very expensive mistake
0: you're all doing a great job i'm not you're welcome now you're on the show again and this time you get to go tell your husband what a failure you are (laughs) I hate that like you were like I'm a genius yes. <laughs> like that. And now I get to be like Well you suck uh, Let's just take you down a peg You suck And that is That was like by the skin of your teeth That you managed To get those keys out of that trash Yeah That could have wound up like forever gone forever gone and then you would have had a whole new series of annoying things you had to deal with on top of everything else you're doing a horrible job i'm not even sure why you're allowed to have keys
1: (laughs) your (laughs) rights your key rights are revoked
2: that's right you're out you are the greatest mama
0: One Bad Mother is supported in part by StoryWorth. With StoryWorth, you can connect with loved ones everywhere, even if you can't see them in person and learn family history you never knew about. StoryWorth is an online service that helps your loved ones share stories through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. Every week, StoryWorth emails your family member different story prompts, questions that maybe you've never even thought to ask, like... What were some of your life's greatest surprises? What's your favorite movie? Maybe I should ask them what their life was like outside of being a parent to me. <laughs> After one year, StoryWorth will compile every answered question and photo you chose to include into a beautiful keepsake book that shipped for free. I got this for both of my folks, and it, it, the answers are just amazing. It, it, it is amazing. Connect with family and discover untold stories with StoryWorth. Get started right away without the need for shipping by going to storyworth.com badmother. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com badmother for $10 off. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Care.com. As the world's largest online destination, For finding and managing family care, Care Care.com helps millions of families find high quality care for their children, aging loved ones, home, and pets. Here's something we might all be familiar with. Schools closed for the fall? (laughs) Concerned about your child falling behind? You could find a tutor to help your child continue learning from home. With tools and information to guide families through the hiring process, reviews, background checks, Care.com provides a platform for finding all kinds of family care services. Teresa and I are both premium members. I cannot tell you the number of times I have used Care.com. To save 30% off a Care.com premium membership, visit Care.com slash badmother or use promo code badmother. Well, today is fun, because my guest host, Gwen, also was our main topic feature, which really allows us to focus on the other guest that always joins us every week, and that is a mom having a breakdown.
3: Hi, this is a rant. I am just really struggling with childcare during this pandemic which I'm sure you're getting a million calls about but I was working part-time remotely before all this COVID stuff hit and was perfect stay-at-home mom flexible hour job that let me do my career and then I wanted to transition to something else and I had another really great part-time flexible hours stay-at-home mom job and so I was doing both and then COVID hit and I had two jobs and I was taking care of my kids been taking care of my kids full-time with no child care. Well, my husband works full-time from home. And now we're, like, three months in, in and it's been working. Like, I've done it. Like, I don't know how I've done it because there literally aren't that enough hours in the day. But now I'm just so frustrated with how to figure out, like, day-to-day or week-to-week how to, like, work while like figuring out child care because things are opening up which is great so I can have a babysitter come but then what if daycare opens up next week and what about school like is school gonna open do we send her for another year of preschool like do we keep her home I feel like I'm paralyzed in making any kind of decision about leaving one of the jobs or like even just setting up a home office I just wander around the house from room to room with laptops and all of my stuff because I'm the one that is figuring out the child care and I'm the one that's supervising the child care when they're here and I'm just really tired and there's I know I'm really blessed that I'm having a problem with like too many jobs and too much work but I'm just really ready for some type of routine to come back into our lives and I feel like I can accomplish a task with work without a million interruptions. I really hate COVID. Thanks, you're doing a good job. Bye. First
0: of all, you are doing a really, really good job. Yes, I, I we do get a million calls about this. This is an Im- impossible situation, and I feel like what you said really emphasizes what we're coming to right? Like this place that we are coming to as a, as a society. And there are so many parents who are single parents who have been trying to navigate this with the idea that in a month, things will open up. In another month, things will open up. In another month, things will open up. And partnered parents the situation that you were in, I 100% understand. I have the more flexible job, right? I mean, uh, that was pretty flexible. So it was very natural for all of the childcare stuff to fall to me. So I get that. But now that we've hit this wall, we've hit this place, Like, like you said, it was all okay, right? Because I think we all thought there was going to be a definitive moment where we be able to make decisions again and and be confident that we could make them and we haven't gotten there and so now many are stuck in this rut of it of the assumption being the child care will continue to fall to us so i get it. it you how how are you supposed to make a decision about anything right now It is, I mean, how? Yeah. Like.
1: Yeah, the number of unknowns just keeps increasing, which is not the way that anybody thought this was going to go or that most other things have worked, right? It's like, I I sometimes just can't believe that we are where we are in the calendar and this is still how many things we don't know. It's impossible. Yeah, it
0: it is. I, you know, I spend a lot of time in therapy (laughs) with talking about, like, I like to fix problems. Like, oh, I'm just going to solve this and I can, you know, A, B, or C is going to happen and I'm ready for A, B, or C. Uh, And that has completely gone away. I'm with you. And what sucks about this so much that you did not necessarily touch on, but I heard while listening to your call was the you are a self part of this. You were getting to... Choose jobs that you enjoyed and you liked and that you could do while balancing family. And that is nothing you should feel ashamed about. That is a gift. That is a joy. Good fucking job. Okay. Good job. That you are. That is so amazing. And what this whole situation has done for everybody is it's like taking away those successes are taking away those changes, these choices that we had made that made things work a little better, or that was bringing us joy, or what. And they're just like that's out the window. I, I, I just can't emphasize enough. You're doing a really good job. You're doing an amazing job, and uh, we see you. I yeah. just.
1: And it's so unfair. Like, it's not a word that I feel like we're allowed to use, really, because it makes you sound whiny and entitled. But, like, I feel like it's okay to think it sometimes. And maybe it's okay for us to say it to you. It's not fair that you have this, all of these unknowns on top of something that should have been good for you, that you have jobs that you're really into and that you like. That's amazing and hard to find. And it's not fair that you don't get to do it. And, yeah, I feel your unfairness. I see it, too.
0: Yeah, it is, like you said, it is okay to stomp our feet and yell unfair unfair yes yes we can feel that things are horribly unfair while being keenly aware that circumstances are different for everybody okay that they both get to exist you don't have to walk around stepford wifey with a big fucking smile on your face uh being like i really am enjoying this (laughs) this is Really great. I really, this is, i really good, guys. I'm great. Like, you don't, you don't have to. That's not going to help anybody else. No. So, wah, wah, wah. Stomp, stomp, stomp. This is not fucking fair. I, I'm with you. I, I'm with you. And you're doing a very good job. Gwen, what did we learn today? <laughs> you know What? I am so thankful that you came on the show because I really value and appreciate getting to hear other parents just about their choices. And guess what? Those choices are totally fucking fine and none of my business. And I really like the opportunity To be reminded of that, though I asked you a bunch of questions, but like that bullshit stereotype judgment, I'm trying to say something nice, but it's really hurtful at the same time. That is not unique to anybody's situation, and I, you know, why don't you have one more kid? Are you gonna? I mean, are you gonna have another, or are you going to have one? Like it, it, it's across the fucking board, and I just. We do not need to talk about our uteruses, okay? Like as casual cocktail conversations or on a subway. No, I'm happy to talk about them in the Supreme Court and with my politicians. But other than that, no, thank you. Right. Okay? Right. So we learned that you're doing an amazing job and that your child will not, in fact, grow up to be a sociopath. (laughs) Well,
1: thank you, Biz. I think you're doing an amazing job. And I also want to say that I just as a listener, these last couple months, like every time I hear the beginning of your voice, it makes me feel so much better. Like I don't know if you actually realize I feel like the word lifeline is not totally inaccurate for me or a lot of people. So I just hope that you realize how much we appreciate you and all of the good things that you're doing in the world. So thank you. You're doing a great job.
0: Thank you. I really do appreciate that. We also learned that it is the max fun drive. Guys, the bottom line about this time of year is that I cannot express enough how much Teresa and I appreciate your support. We appreciate that you listen. We appreciate those who are able to financially support the show. We appreciate every time someone goes over to iTunes and clicks like or writes a comment, this also benefits us, this also helps, okay? Going out and tweeting why you love the show, why you support the show, you know, these are things that help support us. And so again, like I said, I know this isn't the best time to ask for his support and we know that everybody can't so there are lots of other ways you can support us and for the first time ever max fund is doing a thing where current members can increase by like a dollar if they want to usually it's like five, ten, twenty, like but now if you think you could do a dollar or two dollars more that is now an option which is i think amazing. So again, you can head over to maximumfun.org/join to find out more. Check out their events tab as well. I am going to be doing some cake parenting for the dinner party. <laughs> There's a very funny video coming of Ellis and I making a cake. <laughs> There'll also be other funny things uh, coming out. There are more videos Teresa and I made before the time of COVID that I would love to just dump them all at once because they bring me such joy, but I'm going to spread them out. And I'll also send a picture of my new studio. It's really classy. Uh really classy. so it's so classy. <laughs> so everybody you are doing a good job. I cannot list all of the things that are hard right now but what I keep being reminded of listening to the calls and listening to all the guests who come on like you Gwen like Deb like Rebecca who was on recently and that is every body has something going on Okay, and it doesn't matter how many kids are in the house, how many partners are in the house, how many animals are in the house, how many I mean, like it is better to assume right now that everybody just found out something really hard (laughs) and go from there. Okay, because that is the case and you get up and you do it and you try to have a little more patience doing it than normal. You crash, and then you get up, and you do it again. And I see you. We see you. Uh, Let's keep going out and seeing each other. You're doing a really good job. Teresa, you're doing such a good job. You really are. I just think you're amazing. Um, I also think
1: that, Teresa, it's kind of inspiring to see also... An example of somebody who is saying like I need to step away right now, and you're doing it, and you have the space to do it, and I just feel like everyone is sending you a lot of love and good vibes too. So, yeah,
0: one hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. I wish everybody could just send you cake. Yeah, just all the cake parenting, just just <laughs> right. right in your face!
1: Forget the good vibes. Activate yeah. the cake. Yeah.
0: Activate. Yeah. That's right. We've got a cake SOS right now. That will make everything better. We miss you, Teresa. You're doing a very good job. Gwen, Gwen reached out to me a, a couple of weeks ago, and she said, "I just heard you woo by yourself. <laughs> hey, can can I come on and woo with you?" And I was like, oh, "Yes, you can. Yeah, can come on and woo with me." Which reminds me. By the time the show comes out, we will have already announced that we want everybody to woo with us. For one week, uh, we will be asking you to call the hotline (laughs) and we want you to woo and check in. Tell us how you're doing. Try to keep it under two minutes if you can, but then we're going to do something really fun with that. I was like, hey, maybe I don't have to woo alone. Maybe I can woo with people forever. So, Gwen, thank you for that inspiration. You are doing a remarkable job.
1: Thank you, Biz. So are you.
0: Thank you. And I'm going to be here again next week <laughs> with, with who knows who. <laughs> Woo! We'll see you then. Bye. Bye.
3: I got to load. Down Mama blues, I gotta slow down Mama Blue, Gotta slow down Mama Blue, slow down Mama Blue, Gotta slow down Mama blues, I gotta slow down Mama Blues, gotta slow down, mama blues. You know that right.
2: One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun Family of Podcasts. To support the show, go to maximumfun.org/donate. Well, daddy baby, busted by, got down mama Blue. Oh, said daddy baby, busted by, got down mama Blue. Yeah. maximumfun.org. Comedy and Culture. Artist owned, audience supported.